Hey there, how's it going? It's your host Andrew and the audio guy Josh from Blocks and Talks, where we discuss about the worlds of Lego, from reviews of the latest sets to discussions about the hobby itself and even trending news within the community. Today's episode is going to focus on the history of Star Wars Battle Packs and an in-depth dive on the whole thing around it. Alright, so today's episode I really want to talk about battle packs in the Lego Star Wars universe because I think they are the bread and butter of this theme and they're like the they're the quintessential thing about it. Like it has everything great about it. You get a variety of Star Wars figures, you get a little build to play with, and you get it at an affordable price. Like it's basically spilling out the perfect entry way for Star Wars or Lego Star Wars fans to really get in. And I can say for myself too, this was how I got into the whole like Lego Star Wars universe. So I think I really want to focus on talking about like what battle packs started as, like their initial purpose, how they evolved over time, where they are now, and really talk about its like impact on the community, how it turned from like an army building thing to maybe a controversial thing in terms of price or build or what you're getting, and even becoming like a scalping thing. So I think there's like a lot more to these little packs and I really want to break them down. So let's wind it back to 2007 when battle packs first came out. Four battle packs came out at the time. There was the Rebel Trooper battle pack, the Imperial Dropship, or I believe it's called the Imperial Stormtrooper pack. There was a Battle Droid pack and a Clone Trooper pack. Each one retailed for $10. It came with a small build, four figures, or in the droid's case, six, because they're technically not many figures. And was a pretty solid thing. Like, you got four army building capable troops, like the rebels, you got four replica rebels. The stormtrooper one, you got three stormtroopers and one shadow trooper. The droid one, you got four battle droids and three super battle droids. And the clone one actually had the most variety at the time with two phase two clones, one shock trooper, and one 327th Starcore trooper. So, yeah, these were really cool at the time because up until 2007 there wasn't really a method to mass a mass huge like army building potential at such an affordable price so this was like a huge game changer for anyone that like everyone is like army builds or just collect a bunch of like clone troopers or whatever troopers because like who doesn't want it and i think the standard was set that you're getting a cheap uh, a cheap set that came with that focused on the figures. You weren't buying for the builds. Like the builds were really small, kind of whatever little guys. It was all about the figures. And I just thought that was really cool. And I can say that my first two sets was the Clone Trooper and Battle Droid. Really cool. So yeah, Battle, uh, battle Packs kind of followed this formula for years. Like it was always 10 bucks four figures up until around I want to say 2014 around 2014 Lego bumped up the price to around $15 or was it 12 to $15 I cannot remember now it's been way too long and I remember that stirred up a lot of controversy in the community at the time because something that was deemed established like it's been a couple years it's always $10 suddenly we're jumping up the price but we're getting the same thing 
because the sets that came out that year was like the Kashyyyk Trooper Battle Pack, the Udapau Trooper Battle Pack. I think those were the two. Because after the first release year of 2007, LEGO stuck to two battle packs a year. Stuck to that formula. And um, the main thing was that got people riled up was the price change and a substantial change in the blasters. Because up until then, they were either brick-built blasters for the droids or they were... <clears throat> Um, the standard like molded blasters, either like the, I think they're E15 and the longer one. I cannot remember their names right now. So yeah, that was kind of like the go-to at the time. But then they introduced stud shooters, which were like these big bulky looking blasters that sacrificed looks for playability. Because unlike the solid blasters, these ones could actually launch a, a Lego stud to simulate like blasting someone. So it looked like Lego wanted to take the route of favoring kids and treating this as a toy and less of like a collector's army building kind of thing. And this would persist for quite a few years, I think, from the era of around 2014-ish all the way up until 2019 or 18, I would say. They would stick solely to stud shooters. I mean, he was not happy because it was only battle packs getting stud shooters pretty much, like the normal play sets, they all had blasters, which led people to wonder, like, is this just for play? Or was this like Lego taking a cost cut? Uh, not sure. But yeah, uh, Lego stayed consistent with the formula, though. There's always four troopers of a unique kind, like just a couple I'm looking at right now. Like there was the Imperial Trooper one from Rebels that came with four Stormtroopers. Or the Endor one came with two Endor Rebels, a Stormtrooper and a Scout Trooper. Like it was consistent. And I think it was really cool because some figures that would be previously locked behind an expensive paywall. Um, we'll just take for example the Imperial Troopers Battle Pack. Jeez, they all sound the same. Just Imperial Trooper Battle Pack. Imperial Imperial. It came with two stormtroopers and two death troopers. Death troopers were fantastic because right after the Rogue One movie, they were really hyped up and desirable. But they only came in one $90 set in Director Krennic Shuttle. So this gave people a really accessible chance to get Death Troopers. And that formula would apply to other things like the Sith Trooper Battle Pack with the Sith Trooper. And even like the First Order Battle Packs with like the Flame Troopers. So yeah, there were definitely a lot of like really cool figures over the years, without a doubt. But there were also some like more egregious looking ones like the Assassin Droid Battle Pack. Sorry to anyone who likes that. I just thought having five break-built like assassin droids just was not it. Like, no. And the Jawa Battle Pack, or I think it was called Tatooine one. That one, I remember seeing that and I thought that was a straight violation. It came like two Jawas, some R2 unit or some like astromech unit. And it, it was just atrocious. Like there was no army building potential with that thing. It looked like they were simply looking for that to capitalize on the Sandcrawler release. Um, and then let's fast forward to 2019 where Lego actually took a break and did not release a single battle pack. And at first I remember the Lego community was really worried because people thought, oh, is this the end of battle packs? Were we really going to like go down in a blaze of dishonor and shame? Like we shot the price up over the years. We got stud shooters. We got like war crimes like the Jawa battle pack and now we're just getting no battle pack so I remember that was a really hot topic and then come 2020 where 
things would change for the modern era. We got the 501st Battle Pack, which retailed for $30, came with three 501st clones, one 501st Jet Trooper, and two Battle Droids. And I'm sure you're thinking, like, we jumped from $15 peaks in, up until 2019, and now we take a year off and we doubled the price to 30 Like, that's kind of wild. But the catch is that in addition to there being slightly more figures, they also greatly expanded the often forgotten part, which is the build. Because here you got an actual pretty beefy-sized ATRT and uh, speeder bike. And I think it's even debatable that they're a little too big for its scale. So it looked like LEGO was going to shift directions, making bigger battle packs at a bigger price point. Um, I think it should be stated that the 501st clone troopers were heavily, heavily, heavily demanded for years. People wanted them so badly because there wasn't really a way to collect them up until then. And when this thing came out, I think LEGO realized that just how serious the community was about this because I remember this thing was sold out for months. It was just a straight bloodbath all around to try getting a set or two. I remember it took me months, months after to even get two. And I don't know if this is true, but I did read somewhere that it, it is currently the most best-selling LEGO set, Star Wars, not LEGO, LEGO Star Wars set of all time. Definitely plausible. And yeah, it opened way to a lot of like speculations and theory about like, is this future battle packs? We're not jumping from like the little 10, 15 little guys anymore. We're going to get like $30 beefy boys. And um, as the years came on, so we'll jump over to 2021 uh out came something different too we got something called the um i'll call them tri-packs because uh there was something that resembled the original battle packs they were like these little packs there was the hoth rebel one and the clone command station one at 15 dollars, you got a nice small build and only three figures this time and believe me uh when the community first heard about this specifically on reddit i remember there was like a meltdown. People were freaking out. Like, is Lego really going to like jump around like this and can't decide? We go from like a $30 pack or no, we went from a 15 pack up to a 30, now back to a 15 and they're going to take, give us one less figure. I remember like that was wild with all the speculation around it. But yeah, here, here we come back again with what looks like Lego's new formula of battle pack. Looks like they were going to have $30 and $15 price points side by side. And I guess that was like, that's what Lego wanted to leave it at. So it's interesting to see how um, they definitely changed it up a bit where before it was a very consistent formula, slightly got a little more controversial and then it went on this whole bumpy road. But yeah, and then I just want to talk a little more about the more recent ones. Like 20, come 2021, we got the... Uh, Dark Trooper Battle Pack, or Dark Trooper Attack, which followed the same formula as the 501st. And then shortly after, in 2022, we got the uh, Snow Trooper Battle Pack. So this is going to get a little confusing, but try to bear with me. So after these sets all came out, we got three different distinctions. We have the Tri-Packs, which are the $15 revised ones, where you only get three figures and a small build. And then we have the now Hoth Trooper Battle Pack at $20, 
that models the original thing where you get four troopers in a build. And then you have the more premium ones at $30, but like the 501st and Dark Trooper attack. So let me get a little more in depth into this. So it looks like LEGO really wants to split things up. And this is like, these are like the first few years of it out. So it's really experimental and new. Could be subject to change. We don't know. But it looks like LEGO decided that one tier battle pack was enough and they wanted to cut it up into three. Where now we have three distinct tiers at $15, $20, and $30. Which I want to actually update with the recent price hikes LEGO has. The Dark Trooper pack actually got bumped up to $35. So maybe that's the future. So yeah, it looks like that's how like battle packs are. Just a little brief history about it. And now I really want to get into like the meat around <clears throat> battle packs outside of it just being a product and more so community reception and perception. So I know I, I kind of dabbled how the community reacted here and there, mostly negative, unfortunately, but there were definitely a lot of positives too. Like, I don't want to sound like a, um, a negative Nancy over here because there definitely were some high points. Like I just want to say 501st, for example, was huge. Dark Trooper attack was actually huge because it gave people an easy to access version of the Dark Trooper. And yeah, so battle packs, especially as we see those like crazy channels online or posts where people have hundreds and hundreds of like clone troopers or whatever trooper they're amassing. Seems like these battle packs definitely tapped into like the collector market. And we're seeing people like buying and absolutely hoarding tons of them. And specifically clone troopers, like if we want to look at resale prices for these older clone trooper battle packs, we'll go back to the 2007 one. You paid 10 bucks for it back then. Nowadays sealed, I would think it was around 50 to $60 new. So there definitely is a high demand for these clones. Even the Utapau or Kashyyyk trooper packs, like that would easily set you around 80 bucks sealed, maybe 50 bucks used. Like, <clears throat> the rate of return on these things were absolutely wild. And I think when people saw that, battle packs kind of turned into a whole scalping thing. <clears throat> and uh, let's just jump and use the best example of the clone command station and the 501st clone command station, just so you remember, is the tri-pack and 501st is the $30 pack. So I briefly mentioned before that the 501st was sold out for a long time. And yeah, in a lot of areas, people were struggling to find them simply because, well, people were either buying them out of hype and there are also a lot of scalpers taking advantage of it just like because like these were reasonably cheap, high demand, so they would instantly sell. Like people would just want to swoop them up because you can amass large quantities of them. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice, by the way. Seems like something's in my throat. But yeah, so even with the clone command station, it... Since its release, it's just been sold out for so long and usually when it's like restocked, it's only up for a couple hours at most before it just runs out dry. Like there's a huge demand for clone troopers and it has turned into kind of a dirty market in that like older clone sets are completely skyrocketed and current ones look like they're just getting swamped off the stage, being resold at ludicrous prices. Like it's looking kind of bleak and... Whether it's like Lego supply chain issues or we want to blame scalpers, like 
I don't really want to point fingers, but I think it was just something important to highlight and note that this is definitely a real issue where right now we're seeing a trend where clones are in very, very peak demand and Lego just isn't really meeting it consistently. Like maybe they'll nail it down months after, but by then it's kind of like, well, it's months after it came out. Like I shouldn't have to wait this long just to get one battle pack, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, so now that we kind of have an idea of like what battle packs are all about and the little things around them, I want to kind of think about the future surrounding battle packs and see like what we can look forward to in the future. So right away, I can say for sure that uh, uh, there is a rumored, highly rumored from reputable sources. So it's very likely that after the 501st battle pack retires this year, there's going to be another one coming out next year. Except it's going to be a little different. It's going to come at a $20 price point. So it's like following the Hoth Trooper one, which looks like that would be the new standard for a four-figure battle pack. And it would come with specialists, which would include one sniper, two heavies, and one officer. So it looks like LEGO definitely realized like, hey, clone troopers that people want is printing free money for us. And they want to continue really milking that cow dry, which personally I have no problem with. Like clone troopers are great. Definitely take that over that Jawa thing. Um, so yeah, um, it looks like the $15 packs we'll also see because I, if I remember from the rumor list, there was no mention of a $15 pack for next year yet. And the two right now, the Hoth and Clone Command Station, they are slated to be uh, retired. So we will see if LEGO wants to continue with the $15 packs because I think they've realized that with the command station one, that thing sold out like permanently. Hoth Trooper one, not so much. I remember that one's always available, wasn't as popular, even in stores. That was like, there were just mountains of them. And then with the Dark Trooper one, that one's still going to be around town. So the 30 to $35 like premium ones, looks like they're here to stay. And especially with how LEGO actually has been listening to fan feedback, as we can see with like the 501st pack, the Commander Cody Phase 2 and the ATTE, uh, a Kaminoan in the Obi-Wan Starfighter and things like that. I, I think it would be safe to say that LEGO definitely would be more interested in tapping into what people want rather than just seemingly random things. Jawa. Sorry, I'm beating that, that dead horse or dead Jawa. Um, but yeah. So I'm really excited to see how battle packs will shape in the future. Definitely looking forward to seeing the new molds and new designs. Hopefully not new prices from Lego. And uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this history and analysis of how battle packs looked. I know I didn't get into like the nitty gritty for you like super fans. Because I feel like then at that point it'd be more of a Harvard lecture than a casual talk. So I want to keep it like relatively mid-level. like. Somewhat detailed, somewhat not. So yeah, hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening to Blocks and Talks. Be sure to give us some rating on Spotify and Anchor and leave a follow. And take care until next time.